0: Welcome to our November Double Stuffed Special featuring Pretty Reckless by Rhea Weil. Something was stolen from me, so I stole something back. And I have been running ever since. But when you have nothing to live for, you search for those hidden moments that truly make you feel alive. What I hadn't expected to find was a piece of my past buried in the underground pits of Red Hill. I went searching for the beast and I found something much better. I didn't foresee Hawk and I definitely wasn't ready for Enzo but both of them were damn sure they wanted to keep me here until secrets started to unravel and truths began to spill. How could there ever be a future for the three of us when everything so far has been built on lies? If there's one thing I know for sure, it's that being pretty reckless hurts, but being silent kills.
1: Pretty Reckless is a dark standalone MMF romance. There may be content in this book that some may find triggering. These include graphic violence, blood, use of weapons, mentions of attempted SA and attempted murder of a minor past, violence against FMC, not by the MMCs, organized crime slash mafia, grief slash loss, and extremely morally gray characters. This is a MMF romance. This is not a love triangle. Scenes will include MM, MF, MFM, And MMF.
0: Okay, I'm prepared for you to, like, carry tonight, so. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's not going to (laughs) happen. I'm just going to put that out there right now.
0: Like, I got notes, but. Yeah, I don't. I read too early. What time do you leave tomorrow?
1: My flight leaves at like 1030.
0: In the morning? Yeah.
1: But we have to drive to Orlando and it's an hour and a half. Welcome.
0: We are tired. It is November. It snowed today. Ew. I found out it only snowed like in this part of New Hampshire. So my friends that are in the more southern part of New Hampshire did not get snow. So, Mm. and it came out of nowhere Uh, while we were on our way to the pd (laughs) and the roads were to rash my friend almost like spun out and we missed you have other friends besides me
1: this is not acceptable
0: sorry my work friend (laughs) 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 i'm such an asshole i don't actually care you can have other
1: friends we are going to be finishing out november this is yes the last special of the month yes for our double stuffed and it was double stuffed right at the end it was
0: i mean there was action throughout but oh for sure what we were looking but what we were looking for yes we were hoping there was more throughout the whole thing but overall it was what good. we were looking for we had to wait for the whole thing to mm-hmm. be over welcome to november welcome to our last double stuffed november episode our, spe- our last double stuffed <laughs> special
1: we did state that we were going to be like so unhinged between now and the rest of the, s- the year
0: i almost said school i
1: almost said school year again because it's not a I school mean, year
0: to be honest we probably will be unhinged for the rest of the school year so i mean you probably were just like prophesizing preemptively like, we'll- saying it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah just, it is what it is so you're welcome for our unhinged before the end of the year, it's just going to keep getting better. I mean, and fun. in
1: honor of the end of Double Stuff November, Ariel and I will be stuffing our faces with food for the entirety of this episode. Which
0: that's really is, not that different.
1: I was just going to say, <laughs> it's not any different than any other episode ever. The entirety you're of always something.
0: stuffing your face, and I'm stuffing my face probably half the time. So
1: yeah, yep. They stuffed someone's face in this book.
0: Oh yeah, they did.
1: So the book that we read today. Was Pretty Reckless by, I have no idea. By Rhea Wild. And guess what? It was not only just reckless, but also wild. In so lots of welcome. ways. In a lot of ways.
0: I'm going to be kind. I'm going to try really hard. This was if I don't, I'm going, to, I'm going to go into a rant. I was really sad.
1: Uh-oh. She was. Okay, should I just
0: ha- get the rant over with now? What have you or been saying when you're sad about things? Big fat sad.
1: Big fat sad. Big fan. Oh, set. I might want to get it out of the way. <laughs> so stay tuned to see if the rant stays in. Congratulations, <laughs> it wasn't that bad. If I pulled it out, oopsie poopsies. Check out the Patreon next year
0: <laughs> because it'll be there. <laughs> stay tuned for my rant about why authors need editors or they should not publish books. I didn't think. He I was
1: bye. Hey, listen,
0: Bristol, You didn't think this was? Oh,
1: nope, no. You didn't think this was that bad? I mean, I read it today, so I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, I didn't didn't ruminate know. Maybe I didn't ruminate on it enough.
0: The verbs in the sentences didn't have the same tense. I didn't even plot that. Almost every chapter. Wasn't even paying attention.
1: The I promise probably, we're all
0: fucking willy-nilly. I probably skimmed over them. Sometimes there was not enough. Well, the rant's Nobody going on now, guys. Co- okay, I will save it. I will save it. Hi. <laughs> hi hello oh i actually am excited to bring you Bienvenue. two men and a woman doubly stuffing for november however many editing issues i may have had stay tuned for my rant we still had a, st- a story here so let's dive we did. in
1: and it was pretty reckless
0: it was a story pretty reckless starts off with a prologue of 15 years ago And it starts off in a foster home where we have a 15-year-old boy named Enzo and a 14-year-old girl who we don't know her name at this point. And they are fighting off scummy men and their foster parent. And just bad shit is happening to them. Enzo is trying to protect this little girl. They are in love. And he has to watch her get manhandled and try to fight against these guys and her fighting back causes one of them to take a knife and slit her throat welcome we're starting off real heavy make sure you check your triggers please I think this it was put
1: slits. in the beginning of this book to check your trigger warnings I was just I did not check them I just went balls to the wall with it to be fair
0: I was just reminding people oh yeah I was just about to say reminding friends like I talked to my four-year-olds, but reminding friends, (laughs) reminding people to check their triggers. So he's watching this man slit the girl he loves throat in front of him, watching her bleed out in front of him, watching the life fade from her eyes.
1: We end on the prologue and then it opens with Blake. That's all I got.
0: Great. (laughs) That's all I know. (laughs) It was a great start.
1: I thought I did pretty well. Blake,
0: you did. Started it with one sentence. Blake has found this underground illegal fighting pit, and she's excited. She is looking for someone who is known as the enforcer. He is oh, the she's reigning. She's a little champ. bit more than excited. He is the reigning champ of this underground ring, and she wants to volunteer to fight him. She needs a fix. She needs this adrenaline rush. She knows that. She probably is not going to stand a chance at defeating him, but she needs this moment. And at first, everyone refuses to let her fight, and she kind of bullies her way into it, even after she sees this man. And he definitely strikes something in the nether regions, if you know what I mean.
1: Not only do his looks invoke something in her nether regions, but the thought of like potentially getting her ass kicked also does.
0: She's living on the edge, baby. She finally gets her way, bullies her way into this fight. The enforcer doesn't really want to fight her. He keeps trying to get her to tap out. He won't hurt her. He's just kind of like defensively like blocking her and trying to like box her in to get her to tap out. But he realizes pretty quick that it's pointless and there's no way she's going to tap out. So he does which shocks everyone, but he does. She is not happy with this.
1: No, but he's doing this whole thing with a fucking shit-eating grin
0: on his face. But he does not have a grin on his face when she won't tap out. He's mad. So she don't like this. Blake doesn't like this. And (laughs) he does enjoy her against his body, though. (laughs) But Blake doesn't like him tapping out. And as he's walking away, she... Attacks him from behind and tries to attack him, leaving. So he just picks her up and dumps her back into the ring. It's so funny. He's like, "I'm done." He sell bitches seriously. And technically, if you want to have a technicality, she won. But everyone knows who the real winner is. So she obviously is off the stage now. Kind of nursing her wounds. She finds the makeshift bar and there's this bartender there. He's real hot and he's flirting with her up a storm. In fact, he tells her.
1: And he's got this niffy ass car on his eye.
0: And he tells her his name. And then he tells her, you think I gave you my name because I want to be friends? Not even close, darling. I just want to make sure you know the name to scream when I bury myself in between those pretty thighs.
1: My eyes. Went like this,
0: I was like, I was like, okay, hello there. Do you want now? Can can we hear more?
1: He came. Tell me more about what you're thinking of doing.
0: Right, he came, he came off on real strong, strong, but
1: come on, he knows he can see through her though. He's that a hot tamale,
0: Yeah,
1: he is with a hot tamale.
0: So the enforcer comes on over, knocks on the bar top for a drink. He serves him, and Blake starts poking at him like poking the bear you don't talk like you must not be able to satisfy the ladies and like on and on like you can't talk you must not be able to kiss all this stuff and oh all of a sudden bam his mouth is on hers like lightning
1: my favorite part was was hawk's comment
0: afterwards well and i was like that escalated quickly it really did no, this is just the beginning. <laughs> this is where it's the beginning of the book. This is not a novella <laughs> for the record, guys. And then he just fucking again takes off and pieces out. And of course, Hawk's over here, like, if you want to know how skilled his tongue was, you should have asked me. And <laughs> I was like, oh okay. Which touche. Right. Touche. So where we're we going with this. Okay. Sounds great. So Hawk asks her then, because apparently. This is the cool thing to do. He sees how flustered and hot and bothered she is. (laughs) And then you want to come home with me? Yeah, let's go. Simple as that. Bada bing, bada boom. I mean, he did tell her at the very beginning, (laughs) but I'm only
1: telling you my name so you know what to scream later. So it went from zero to fuck her very
0: quickly. First chapter. We were already getting action. I like me some action. First chapter, just saying, especially in my specials i like i like them especially (laughs) actiony
1: i think she's lost it folks i think we finally hit the point we are what eight months into this and she's already hit her breaking point that's pretty good you can't hit the breaking point till we're like three years in oh
0: (laughs) i didn't realize we had a deadline my bad at least give it a year (laughs) let me get my shit together
1: i think i broke over the summer i think i broke like three months (laughs) in
0: (laughs) anyways so Hawk takes blake off down the hall still in the underground pits. Apparently this is where he lives. There's apartments down there. Cool beans. Everything's all situated in the same place. Yes. There's not a lot of settings in here. Okay. We can work with that, but someone is following them. Oh, surprise. It's the enforcer. He follows them back to Hawk's apartment and Hawk and Blake start getting it on and, the enforcer is watching, and then he joins in, and they're having a grand old time. I mean, Hawk is having a grand old time in the Thanksgiving pie, but the enforcer is not. But he's still joining in and having cranberry sauce or something. I don't know. Is he going <laughs> to contribute some gravy? He, he, I think he does contribute some gravy. Yes, he does. He contributes the whipped cream to the pie. So then they all head back out onto the the floor of the pits to continue their night. But, of course, Blake's a flighty, flaky bitch, and she slips out.
1: Peace out, motherfucker? That, that was like, Blake. Oh, That's what Blake had, said. Had my time, now I'm Well, not, she run. did say that, you know, she never stays in the same place for very long, and if she sees right. men, like, she doesn't do relationships, so, like, one night stand, boom, never gonna see them again, peace the fuck out. But, yes, she is very flighty, and- mm-hmm. Severely independent
0: and honestly kind of a bitch. Blake's out here living her best life. She uh, has been living out of her van and traveling for four years now. And she has seen the Enforcer. She's came. She's tackled. Not quite conquered, but she's ready to move on. And uh, she's ready to move on to the next town. And her engine doesn't quite start on her van and she has some engine troubles and she is going through her money trying to see if she has enough money to fix it and two men see her there in the parking lot alone at night and take advantage of this situation
1: because men are trash men are garbage
0: men are trash
1: men suck so much dick and don't get much ass.
0: Maybe they like it that way. Because
1: they are all super gay.
0: Ox certainly does.
1: Yeah, he does.
0: Anywho. Oh. Sorry. So. <laughs> oh, boy. They take advantage of this opportunity. They beat her up, rob her, vandalize her van. So now she is busted, broken, with no van, no money. This is her car. This this is her vehicle. This is her home. She doesn't want to go to the hospital to get checked out because the hospital means bills. And not only that, but it also means someone checking your identity, which she has alluded to us that she has changed her identity many times over the years because she has had to.
1: And she doesn't want people to find her. We don't learn yet who or why, but, you know... You don't hide your identity run. for no reason.
0: Correct. I mean, if you're not a complete moron, you can figure out why from the prologue who this girl is.
1: Yeah. And like, yeah. It's obvious. It's obvious. But
0: guys. there's no you twists know. and turns in this book. Not really. I didn't mean that as a negative. I was just saying, in general, it's just it's pretty straightforward. So she needs to make some money. Stat. She goes back to the only place she really knows in this area and she goes back to the underground pits, the ring, to make money which little pickpocketing here and there to acquire some cash. Hawk, tending the bar, is watching her pickpocket all these people the whole time. She idles over to the bar after she's done grounging for cash. She thinks that She could get in a fight to make a little bit more money, and then that might set her up good to go. And she tries to convince Hawk of that to set her up, but he sees her face.
1: Yeah, her face not good, bro. He no likey. He no likey. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty beat the fucking up. What the fuck did I just say? Beat
0: the fuck up. The enforcer, who we know she doesn't, but we know. His name is Enzo. Mm-hmm. Shocking. No, just like the little one at the beginning. Enzo sees Hawk freaking out over her face. And he has to rush right over and see what's up. And so now the two of them are like, what the fuck? And try to figure out what's happened. And she passes out.
1: It's what happens when you get a concussion. And mm-hmm. then you refuse to go to the hospital.
0: So we should also mention. No, that I'm just kidding. <laughs> why they call Enzo the enforcer, it's literally because he's the enforcer for the mafia. Oh my God, in case you're curious, mafia. They quick dialed the mafia doc, Devin, to check her out. He says she has a concussion, possibly broken bones. She needs to get some scans.
1: And she's freaking the fuck out because she doesn't want these fucking scans.
0: She doesn't want to go to the hospital.
1: No. But...
0: She placates everyone and agrees to stay with Hawk for the night with the plan of sneaking out after midnight.
1: Yeah. And of course, like a lot of this stuff, too, is really throwing up some red flags for Enzo. Not that he why says it out loud refuse? because, you know, he doesn't speak. But yeah. we do get his internal dialogue and he texts a lot with Hawk, too. Like, but yes. why
0: does she refuse to go to the hospital? She, like, he didn't really trust she so her from the and, and
1: she, he didn't really trust her from the moment he kind of like laid her eyes. I don't on her.
0: think he trusted her, his attraction to her, and I don't think he trusted her reckless abandon getting in the ring.
1: Well, yeah, because she's stupid. Anyway, Yeah, she has mm. plans of sneaking out while everyone is asleep, so she sets an alarm for kind of right before they're supposed to come check on her. So she sets the alarm, and then when the alarm huh. goes off,
0: oh, sorry note i don't mean to be okay whatever i am a bitch, but if you are going to write a book and you are going to have professionals in your book you need to do research this book was not written very long ago however the doctor in this book told them that with a concussion she is to be woken up every hour or two for safety That used to be a thing back when we were little. It has since been disproven quite a bit ago, at least five years ago. And it is no longer recommended by any medical professional. And it can be found by a simple Google search. Just saying. That kind of stuff irritates me. It's not hard to do your research.
1: Anyways, so she sets an alarm so that she can sneak out. before anybody comes to check on her so she finds some like sweatpants and a sweatshirt she's getting all like bundled up
0: stealing their shit i mean she doesn't have it anything her just her van, just, her van just spare got- clothes in the spare room
1: i mean you would think okay so there would be spare clothes in a spare room especially considering that this is in the pit and I'm assuming if there's shit going on with south with people and people need to hide out or something, they'll go here. So you know what? And Hawks? It. Hawk doesn't talk to anybody. I'm just saying, if yeah, but if Enzo gave a little look and needed some help with something, Hawk gave would absolutely say look. yes. <laughs> yeah. And talk. <laughs> and listen, they have hinted that they have shared women together in the past. Oh. And you would think with that, they would just keep extra shit just in case. And what if they get into an argument and one needs to stay in
0: the spare room? It was a, a very huge missed opportunity that this man has been silent for 15 years and he doesn't know sign language.
1: Oh, yeah, that would have been cool.
0: Wouldn't that have been a nice touch?
1: I know that would have been sweet, but that didn't right. happen. Now I'm sad. So she goes to sneak out. And then what happens, Ariel? Because Crystal forgot. <laughs> well, no, because... Ha- no, because what's gonna happen is I'm gonna tell it wrong and Ariel says, Nope, it's actually this way. So I would rather not be an idiot. So continue.
0: She gets caught by I know hawk my place sometimes. In the kitchen. <laughs> Aren't you a woman? Do you <laughs> want me to call
1: you daddy too? <laughs> like
0: Daddy Ariel. My good girl. Oh my god, stop it. <laughs> so she is caught by Hawk. Dun dun dun.
1: Because he can see her with his hawk eyes.
0: But it's okay. Because Hawk stigmatizes her. They didn't use that word, but still he definitely does. Uh, they did not use that word because they are not cool enough to use that word. I'm uh, using that word because it is my favorite word. Thank you, Bryn Weaver and Trisha Wolf forever more. We love you so much. Our savior. Did you just go like, <laughs> did you just salute yep. them? Yep. Thank you for dickmatize. We love, we love you. Love you. I'm going to use it wherever and however. So do you again. think if Trisha Wolf, this,
1: Do you think if they started a cult you would join it? The Dikmatized Cult, yeah,
0: sounds legit. I want a shirt that says Dikmatized. Do you think okay. that they could sell merch like that? Probably. If not, we can. But it's not our it's... word. It is no. <laughs> I'm just
1: kidding. Is... Can we use that? Okay. Question for Trisha yep. Wolf can and we... Weaver. Can we use, can we we use your use... word? Can... can we use that we word and put it on? That? Can we put them on shirts and also put them on
0: stickers? Because and we it... like to <gasps> dikmatize people. We'll
1: make Dikmatized Cult merch. Ah. Nailed it. Yes, we, we would if, like to be the first
0: members of the Dignatize cult.
1: If that's okay with you guys. So
0: Hawk Dickmatize's Blake and gets her to agree to stay and get checked at the hospital off the record. And apparently nobody cares how injured she is after all this.
1: No, because Dick can fix everything. Begging Duh. her to
0: go to the hospital and how badly she is to go to the hospital. And they all just kind of start getting it on. And it finally takes her wincing to get them to stop and have them go back to bed. Fuckers.
1: So. Yeah, um, they were horny. I don't know what to tell you.
0: Digmatized.
1: They were. Dic- I was trying to think of a word for the vagina one and I can't. Pussmatized? Oh, I hate Ma- that.
0: I hate that word so much. I know you do. Anyways. We can ask Katie Ray if she can make a better one.
1: Katie, I love you. Can we think of another word?
0: Vaginatized. Vaginatized.
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> I said postmatized, and that's even worse. Pustastic! So they go to the hospital for scans. She has a broken cheekbone. And they had agreed that if she had just gone to the hospital, she could leave afterwards. So she says, walk me to the train. And Hawk walks her to the train, and he tells the story of how he met Enzo. Hawk was in New York, and Hawk's brother was part of a gang in New York and got caught up with this gang. And something happened where the gang thought that Hawk's brother stole something from them. And so they took Hawk and his brother and tortured Hawk, and Hawk thought that his brother was dead. That they killed him. And Enzo showed up to do something with this gang and rescued Hawk and took him home. Yeah, he did. But hearing Enzo's name for the first time scared the shit out of Blake. Surprised and scared her. And she was like, frozen place. Yeah, she's like, I have to go. Bye. And she takes off.
1: (laughs) First, she kind of goes, It can't be. It can't be. And then she is like, "I could go," and then boom, Blake shaped hole in the door.
0: Except there is no door. They were walking outside to the train
1: station. Blake shaped hole in the night. blake shaped cloud in the
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Then we get a backstory slash flashback of what happened to Blake after we saw in the prologue, and this is when like the weird tenses start in the book where like the verbs are switching from between past and present in the same sentence. And then it kind of just continues on. So we find that she actually, obviously surprise did in fact live. And when she finally got out of the hospital after a grueling stay there, recuperating, when she came back to find Enzo, he was gone even though he promised to always be there. So she felt like he left her and he abandoned her. And
1: there was a lot of anger and resentment for that because, you know, he said that he would find her and come for her. And she was like, he had to have known that I was alive because my foster family knew that I was alive and they must have said something. So she was just pissed because that's where that abandonment comes from. And she's like, he knew I was alive and he still didn't come for me. And that's what happens when you assume
0: Yeah, and I came back for him, the boy I had fallen in love with, who had cared for me, held me when I was scared, wiped away my tears when I was sad. He was the only good thing I had, but even that was gone now. He left me. He left. So then she spends the next several years hunting down the man who slit her throat. and Which, I mean,
1: vengeance. That's what I would want.
0: And she does find him. In a gang in New York. Shock! Ah, She catches up with the man who slit her throat. She assimilates herself in with the gang. Undercover, he does not recognize her, so that's easy to do. And she waits until his defenses are lowered and takes him out.
1: The exact same way that he tried to kill her. With a broken bottle, slashed it. But she made sure he was dead.
0: Yeah. She waited
1: and made sure that motherfucker was dead, though, probably not the smartest move.
0: So she stole a hundred grand from this motherfucker. Also, again,
1: not the smartest move and
0: booked it. So now they have been after her ever since this gang for killing this man and stealing from them,
1: which that's what happens when you do those things
0: when you mess with a gang. Yeah, I mean,
1: blood in, blood out.
0: Sorry. She's waiting at the train station, having this flashback, and she's thinking a lot about Enzo and him being back in her life and this weird thing, and she just realizes she's not quite ready to let go, and she's not ready to leave. So she heads back to the underground pits. She heads back to Hawk. Yeah, so Hawk is overjoyed to see her. Of course, he is. That man is in love with this woman. Because Hawk's arc with her is very weird and quick and very insta lovey. It's not much between the two of them in terms of story arc, but it is what it is. Meanwhile, Enzo has Blake's muggers in the basement of the mob house, and he kind of shows. How much he is kind of liking her so far, and really pairs them a new one, or rather, beats them a new one. <laughs> so we fast forward two weeks of her staying at Hawks and just enjoying their company. They're feeling all the feels. Yes, is. She's kind of feeling a little jealous that he found someone else, being Hawk, as well as being mad he left her to begin with. As well as wanting more. She wants to stay. She's feeling the urge to go. She's feeling panicky. She just she's getting that itch. Yeah, she's getting the itch because too many feelings.
1: Yeah, it's too many feelings, and she never stays in the same place for very long. So it's kind of just like a combination of everything all at once.
0: And then Hawk can almost sense this happening. And once again, he comes in and digmatizes her. Enzo walks in and, you know, has to join the party as per usual, you know, because they like to get but on.
1: to um, put it out there. Enzo never actually fucks her.
0: Only Hawk. Has he plays actually... with Hawk. He plays with her. He and just never he fu- actually and penetrates he does, her. Like, you know, well, no, he penetrates her mouth. He just never penetrates her JJ
1: He does other things to Hawk.
0: Yeah. He'll fuck Hawk, but he, he bucks, will not fuck her. He fucks her mouth.
1: Yeah, He does fuck her mouth. Yeah, there's some mouth fucking in this one.
0: So, next, we find them in the pits again. It is nighttime. They are just kind of enjoying themselves down there because they're in the pits all the time because Enzo and Hawk run the pits and there's two drunks that stumble upon the bar area where she's sitting near Hawk and they try to get handsy with Blake and try to really get up in her area, but she takes a bottle to one's face while Hawk cripples the other's hand, takes him down to the ground. As she's trying to get away, the bottle dude grabs Blake's leg and she goes down. We should mention that this entire time she has worn a cuff around her neck and she's been very mysterious about it. The boys have asked her several times about it. And she has been very weird and vague about it, and she refuses to take it off. But in this scuffle, the cup gets ripped off, and Enzo sees, and their eyes lock, and Enzo speaks. Well, He says one word.
1: She has her hand up covering it, and there's blood. So, and- She goes through her eyes. From the beer bottle, dude. Yeah. Right. So her eyes, because she gets a flashback after all of this, seeing all the blood and has her hand up like that. And she gets the flashback. He sees it in her eyes that she's going through some things. And then, yes, he.
0: Right. She's she's having a PTSD moment.
1: Yes. And he recognizes that. And then it kind of kickstarts into his brain. But he
0: sees where the scar is located. Sees her eyes that are the same eyes, sees the location, and he utters the first word we've heard him say. And we should also make it known that in one of his chapters, he explains to us that he is not speaking for a reason. He has not spoken for the last 15 years because that man who killed Lyra stole her voice. So he was going to be silent for her he would not talk for her. He would give okay. his voice to her. So cute. Uh, So that was his gut initial reaction. Then self-doubt and panic sets in and his inner voice is telling him it must be a trick. He knows Lyra's dead. This can't be Lyra. Blake must be impersonating Lyra to get to him. It must be a trick. And he takes Blake by the neck and grabs her hard and threatens her and tells her to run and he better not find her
1: because if he catches her he will kill her
0: so blake
1: does the smart thing and gets the fuck out of there
0: she fucking scurries back to hawk's apartment to pack up and hawk rushes he realizes what has happened tries to convince her to stay she's like fuck no i'm not an idiot and she has a tearful goodbye with hawk and She takes off to the bus station. So Enzo needs to be sure and have info about this girl. He's now becoming obsessive about it. So he goes to the impound lot where her van was taken after it was vandalized. He says that he thinks that he needs to check out the van. He thinks that might be the key to finding something out about her. And he's right. He finds multiple IDs in the van showing... Her when she was younger and all the different aliases and names she's had. And he sees his Lyra. He realizes that in her mind and now in his, that not on purpose, but he abandoned her. He told her he'd always be there for her and he would never leave her. But he thought she was dead and she wasn't. But he left and abandoned her. So he goes to the dawn of the mafia, Gabriel. And he asks Gabriel for help. Now that he has the IDs, now that he has all this info, he asks if he can find information on where she's been for the last 15 years, if he can find a trail for her.
1: It's good to point out, too, that this man has not spoken for 15 years. And he comes into this house and starts speaking. And, like, as soon as his voice is up, Gabriel's like, what do you need? Like, he pops up because obviously it's something where if Enzo is speaking, it's kind of important.
0: I think he's also kind of a little scared to go back and face Hawk right away until he gets a little bit of information because in his mind, the only reason he didn't kill her on the spot was for Hawk because he knew that Hawk loved her and Enzo loves Hawk and didn't want to jeopardize that relationship. Now that he was wrong, he's just... He dumb fucked up. Yeah. Yep. So he finally gets up the courage to go back to See Hawk though and Hawk is not doing great. He's really desolate and all he has to say is she's gone. And then Zo vows that he will bring her back. So he heads to the bus station. She's sitting there waiting for a bus. She sees him. Gets scared shitless. I Starts mean, he just said running. that he
1: was going to kill her if he saw her again.
0: Right. Jesus. And he catches her. She's like, I just need another hour. Like, I'm just waiting for the bus. Like, I'm just trying to leave. I promise. Right. I'm, I'll be gone. And guess what this and man does? He kisses instead. her. <laughs> so she fucking bites him because fuck you, buddy. You just so... told me you were going
1: to murder my face. And then right. instead you just kissed me. And so I'm going to bite you
0: back. So Urgh. then they hash it out. Like, you left me. Well, you died. You know back and forth like and then he finally after they just finish hashing out in their heathen and he just says to her like what do you want And she's just i don't know and then they kiss again so he brings her home yeah he does bada bing bada boom that was fast
1: lots of quick so resolutions
0: it's... yes and it's finally enzo's turn to fuck her
1: and this Ta-da. man is huge
0: Oh yeah, baby. yeah, big boy. Yeah, he is. I was waiting for them to whip out the piercings, but they were sadly I was
1: so disappointed. I knew you were going to be sad that there was no piercings.
0: I feel like we've just had so many lately.
1: We have. We've been a little spoiled.
0: I have been spoiled. So Gabriel calls him, tells him to come over, and he gives him the news that New York gang well, is looking Ga- for Blake. Gabriel's like, how do you know this woman? Because of
1: all the information that Gabriel has found, he really wants to know, like, how do you know her? Like,
0: this is just not somebody... How did you get involved in this? Yeah, exactly. How he's going to be jeopardized with his own
1: dealings. Because they have, like, peace... I guess peace treaties, but not really, like, with all the other gangs. And, like... They have...
0: An An understanding. The New York gang is looking for Blake because she... What we already know, she killed one of the members and stole from them.
1: We know that, but Enzo's just now finding out.
0: Right. So he panics and calls Hawk and is like, you know, you need to keep her safe, keep an eye on her. And he's like, we're at the bus station. What do you mean? Like, get her home now. She just ran into the bus station. She had left her bag there when you fucking molested her in the street and took her home. And he's like, you don't have eyes on her. Like, you know, you you need to get her home now. And so Hawk starts, you know, running towards her, sees her, and then hears a gunshot, and then hears another gunshot, and then sees her running towards him, screaming at him to run. And then they both jump into the car as fast as they can and book it out of there towards the pits. And he looks over at her, and all he can see is blood. So much blood.
1: And Hawk so is They pull panicking. into
0: the- yeah. They pull into the warehouse where, like, the upper portion of where the underground pits are located. And Enzo, Gabriel, and all those people are already waiting there with Devin, the doctor. I mean, coincidentally, fabulously. I mean, he's Um, a
1: doctor employed by the mafia. I'm assuming he's just on standby at this point.
0: Yeah, but nobody knew that they were coming and bleeding.
1: I mean, maybe. I don't know. Well, or... Maybe Enzo preemptively called him just
0: in case. Right. Because, right. Yeah. because that's, like, that's all I could think of. Yeah. That's, yeah. So they're waiting. Thank goodness. So Devin starts helping her and patching her up. She's sleeping. So while she's sleeping, Hawk and Enzo are back on the floor in the pits. Enzo needs to work off some aggression in the ring. And Hawk, I think, just wants to keep a little bit of an eye on him. And she's... Cast out, anyways, from all the pain meds and everything. Well, it can't just end there. The pits are under attack. It's chaos. There's gunshots, there's people fighting. Everything's crazy. And Hawk's brother, who's magically alive, surprise, got the leader of the New York gang, corner, and kind of use hawk as leverage to get enzo to comply and they have them tied up so scott goes looking for his prize and he starts kicking in the apartment doors the
1: douchebag
0: yes he thinks he is owed blake because of all that has happened
1: yeah a life for a life
0: so he kicks in hawk's apartment door. Blake is still kind of woozy and hazy, but she can hear all the commotion going on outside. And she quickly grabs a gun and is hiding and can hear everyone busting in the apartment. And Scott is not alone. He's got a whole army behind him. But once they're kind of filing and looking, she spots an opportunity with the door open still. And she takes a shot at Scott, which misses, but it gives her an opportunity to run out the door. But she doesn't make it very far because she makes it to the pit floor and sees Enzo and Hawk tied up under guns and realizes she can't run any further. She can't leave them. And, of course, Scott catches up with her and has a gun to her head and is like, tell them what you did. And she tells them her story. But little did she know which Scott... And Hawk's brother
1: is ever so,
0: Eli, is ever so kindly happy to share that money that she stole is why Hawk's brother got the blame for the money being stolen from the gang. And that's what got Hawk tortured was her stealing that money but she had no idea
1: no she didn't know at all and hawk's a little shocked at the revelation Mm -hmm. that the reason all of this has happened is because of her
0: right but she stands her ground and she says you know i'm sorry that you guys took the fall but i'm not sorry for what i did and she explains what this man did to her Mm -hmm. and why she needed and Eli.
1: Gets a bit of a conscience.
0: Yeah, he, I don't think he was actually a bad guy to begin with. I think he just got pulled in because they blamed him for the money. And hearing her story really just sucked him in. She's the one who's holding Hawk hostage. Mm-hmm. And he whispers something in Hawk's ear. And it Almost looks like he gives him something, but they aren't 100% sure. And Eli starts talking to Scott and he says, well, it should be my revenge to take. Don't you think? Since my brother was tortured, I was the one who took the fall for this. Shouldn't it be my kill? And steps right up and Scott, not very happily complies, but he concedes and lets him take over. And she's
1: like and... fully accepting of this at this point.
0: Yeah, she, it is what it is. She's like, she realizes, you know what? Has what? Happened. I did it. I accept it. Just do it. And everything happens really fast. All of a sudden, Eli turns and attacks Scott and then starts shooting all the armed men around them. Which at the same time, Hawk, who was given a knife, surprise, cuts Enzo free. Enzo takes Scott, what's left of Scott, and pummels the fuck out of him. Bailey into mashed potatoes. I lied. Mashed potatoes were harmed in the making of this episode. (laughs) But then quickly turns onto Eli and starts trying to take Eli out. Hawk steps in. No, don't. I think
1: he just turned onto him because he's just in a blind rage at this point. Not only is
0: he in a blind rage, but he kind of caused a lot of this. Yeah, well so i mean he was mad yes so eli takes his leave scott's dead scott is dead (laughs) enzo makes sure that eli knows that he should probably just leave blake tries talking to hawk because she saw his face for all of it and he just says i need time i need space right now which i don't blame him at all and she says i'll make it easy i understand I'll leave, and she plans just to leave. And he says no. He says I love you, and and the book ends just like that. And then we have an epilogue of six months later, and they double stuff her. Yeah, they do. for Thanksgiving.
1: (laughs) Yes, I don't think it was for actual Thanksgiving. Yes, they do. It is in our minds. Yes, they do double stuff her in like in the good double stuffing, not the spit roasting. This is not a spit roast. This is a turkey with the stuffing, extra stuffing. They did spit roasting plenty. Well, they spit roasted her a lot throughout the book, but this was the double stuffing that I wanted.
0: Right. This was
1: the fun one. Yes. With yes. two very big men. <laughs> and that was the book. Happy yeah. early Thanksgiving, guys.
0: Yes. Yes, because it's not
1: Thanksgiving yet. I had to look at my calendar. I hope
0: you enjoyed being double stuffed. Who was your favorite character?
1: Paco was my favorite character. I liked him a lot. Like,
0: I understand. I like, he had we the... got more depth from him.
1: He will, yeah, because we didn't get a lot of his backstory. I mean, there wasn't a whole ton of backstory except for obviously Blake and a little bit more Enzo. But I, I like Talk. I liked he could clock her stuff straight away from a distance. He, seemed kind of easygoing but he literally would probably murder a whole shit ton of people Well, there. i want
0: hawk to be my favorite too but that's why i feel like i wish he was like fully given a whole out. character it was him and
1: hot take uh gabriel who was my other guy well gabriel liked... has his own book perfect i will be reading that probably i liked <laughs> that he wasn't just this like mafia boss dude right because he is the head of this mafia but he did actually seem to care about the people in his mafia Mm. and even like his wife is just like okay um but they seem to kind of care for even bleak so it was kind of nice to see that and gabriel was like what do you need like so i enjoyed that part of his character so him and hawk were two of my favorites yeah
0: i can get on board with that how about you i think i can agree I, like, I I do wish Hawk was
1: more fleshed, fleshed
0: out. out or the main character that he was. Yeah. I feel like we missed out. Like, we don't even know how old he was where That's we know true. how old the other characters are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I feel like he was given a disservice. Mm-hmm. He was just given that insta-love. Their relationship wasn't really developed. It was just even the end where they had that possible conflict was just like,
1: oh, it was just it's all, a all cool better one. now. The conflict resolution in this was very quick and a very big, quick turnover for everything. There wasn't a whole lot. Who is your
0: least favorite? The doctor, since he doesn't know how to doctor. Devin, since he gives poor medical advice.
1: I didn't like Blake.
0: Okay, good. based it on your was, comments.
1: I don't know. Like, parts of her personality I was okay with. I have, ev- I have issues with everyone's fucking personality when I don't like them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't mind. You haven't like, liked I, I, a lot I'm, of
0: female characters lately.
1: I know, especially like the main characters of books. What Mm -hmm. the fuck? I think for me is like, I understand the self-preservation mode of murdering somebody because they fucked you over, but she was, as the title states, she was very reckless about a lot of the things that she did. And I can understand past trauma, blah, blah, blah. Though I
0: didn't like that every single time that was brought up, it was pretty little reckless.
1: Oh, I didn't even touch the little. So I just, I don't know. I- just didn't like her i wasn't a fan i didn't like her decision making i didn't like her i just didn't like her i mean who jumps on someone's back after they don't want to fight you anymore just to start a fight again
0: like she sounded way younger bitch, she was than so unhinged. Years old.
1: yeah no she was very unhinged she sounded like
0: she was 19
1: yeah So I just didn't like her. They kept saying,
0: my pretty little reckless wildcat.
1: Oh, gotcha. Um, I did like that he called her wildcat all the time. It was cute. I did
0: like that. It just like, for being the name of the book, it just kept going, oh, to be a pretty little reckless, a pretty little reckless.
1: The only thing I think that bothered me for no other reason besides my brain was I didn't like the fact that as soon as Enzo could speak, he just called her kitten all the time. That was it. For no reason, I didn't like it.
0: I don't remember that part.
1: Yeah, he called her kitten a lot.
0: I'm not um, shocked, but I don't remember.
1: <laughs> I don't know why it bothered me. So, all right. So, Amazon gives us a 4.4, and Goodreads gives us a 4.0. What is your rating?
0: I gave it three stars.
1: I also gave it three stars, simply for the fact I wish that there was more backstory throughout the whole thing, and I don't know. There was just I don't know. The three. It was so good. I feel like, like I this enjoyed could it, have been but... cleaned
0: up with beta readers or a proper editor.
1: Yeah, real. we know.
0: Okay, seriously, I love that everyone is feeling so creative and wants to shoot their shot and good for them. Everyone's I love so that for creative. Them. Everyone's so creative. However, just because you write something doesn't mean it's ready for public consumption and ready to be published.
1: There's been a lot like, of independent publishing going on
0: and that's wonderful if you want an independent self-published let's look at our episode (laughs) that we just had that was the debut novel of a independent author and it was really good and there was like one slight letter interchange which I'm not going to sit there and nitpick because that happens if there's a little bit of errors like if there's a couple errors throughout the book that happens things slip through the cracks But when you have errors on every page, that's a problem. Yeah. When you can't tense your sentences correctly, that's a problem. And that doesn't mean that your story is not good because this story was good. If this had gone to an actual editor or a good beta reader, they would have caught all these things and caught inconsistencies Mm -hmm. like with the doctor, like with the fact that we didn't get this character fleshed out where we got other characters. You know what I mean? That would have literally been that simple of a fix.
1: Yeah. Just tighten up the story a little bit and flesh some more things out realistically. And edit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that too. All right. How about your cucumber reading?
0: Why don't you start? Because I'm trying to remember.
1: So that means that Ariel's going to read it low because she can't remember anything.
0: It wasn't pierced.
1: It wasn't pierced. So I want to go with like a five or six it was good. The double stuffing at the end. I wish there was more of it. I wish, yeah. But, this is an MMF, right? I did enjoy the scenes between the boys, and I did enjoy that a lot. So that was really nice. I wish there were more scenes just between the boys, also. Yeah, so that would have been nice. But I enjoyed the variety that they had, like with everybody. So it was, and I, I did no enjoy it.
0: Just. Other than the kissing. Do you have your rating and you want to talk about it now? Sorry. Yes. Go ahead. I wish there was more of a variety of scenes. Yes, we had some with Hawk and Blake. We had some with all three of them. But Blake and Enzo didn't get any by themselves. Enzo and Hawk didn't really get any by themselves. We had the illusion of a shower scene that was in her point of view. I want for it to be fully the MMF that I truly, you know, I'm looking for. I just, I want all these pieces this was a shorter book. I feel like the scene ratio, I don't think they could have really done a lot more with what was going on.
1: Yeah. But that
0: doesn't mean there was a ton of scenes. So I'm going to rate this a four and a half, maybe a four. Okay. So that was Double Stuffed November. Next are our specials. Yes, you're welcome. Our next specials will be. December. no just kidding (laughs) i hate it so much
1: we're still workshopping the name she wants December. she wanted a ho 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 for the holidays
0: we're gonna bring you a fun holiday monster it's a a
1: monster holiday novella and it is 63 (laughs)
0: so buckle up for that fun ride for our dive into our holiday novella fantastic extravaganza For December. It's Hovella December. (laughs) Join us for the ride.
1: (laughs) And since we have two specials in December, we will have an extra special special in December. This is just basically the we are almost at the end of the year and we are going to be progressively more unhinged. As our mental health becomes unhinged because <laughs> we have children and I'm we am losing to, it. I'm, I know we have children and we're I'm trying toast. to get through the holidays. It's
0: officially after seven. I'm toast.
1: Yeah. Because we're trying to get through the holidays and we have children. So we're going to be unhinged and fucking psychotic for the rest of the school. I keep trying to say school year. and It's not a school year. Don't forget to keep reading. And keep it smutty. I've been waiting all night. Watch you blow a mile Please don't come over, cause you're not sober. Yeah, now you know that ain't right. If you two knew you was coming over, that would be a problem. If our friends knew undercover love, and they would try to solve it, solve it, yeah. Me and you, what we do, it stays.